0: Mastering Music, Master, master
1: Mastering Music
0: Welcome to Mastering Music, my name is Petronella Turin and you are listening to the music podcast where i interview famous musicians or very great musicians about their lives and today i have a very very big name in the podcast this is a old uh, not old but is an uh, older interview that i made some uh, i think actually it was one year ago when i was at the Rutesheims Shallow festival but it still is valid because Jens Peter Mainz never goes out of date. He's an amazing cellist and he's the one we are going to listen to today. And wow, this big, big shallow name. He's uh, one of the stars on the shallow sky. He's a Paganini on the shallow, I would say. That's my definition of this wonderful man who can just play anything on the shallow brilliantly. So, A little bit about Peter Mainz. He studied with David Goringas, who is, I mean, a major star as well. And he attended masterclasses by Henrik Schiff, Boris Bergamensikov and Sigrid Palm. He won first prize at the Munich competition in 1994. And 1995, he became the principal cellist of the Deutsche Symphony Orchestra in Berlin. He became a professor of cello in the University of Art in Berlin. At 2004, actually. And now he's also a professor in Madrid. His first CD with Sony Classical was awarded the ECHO Prize. Wow, he's really... Yeah, wow, he did so much things. Well, that's a lot of the things that he did in the past that is really impressive. He was like one of the competition masters so I asked him about how to win competitions because obviously he did a lot of competitions and we talk about that in the podcast of course we talk about practicing we talk about what he does before a concert to be able to not be nervous and also how he memorizes music because a lot of the time almost always he plays without the scores but Right now Peter Mains in Corona Crisis is doing something really great. He posted a, a video of him playing a Bach band at the, the Classical Musicians Help Refugees doing during the Corona Crisis. Is a Facebook page. It's a place where people who play really well and play great music post a video, share a music piece and you can listen to it for free, but if you feel like giving a little bit to the refugees so they can uh, survive this corona crisis is amazing so i really recommend you to go into a facebook page called classical musicians helping refugees during the corona crisis and you will find a lot of amazing musicians a lot of big names including peter mains on the show so i mean go in and check it out donate uh, a couple of bucks if you have. If not, you can always uh, share on Facebook, you can always share on Instagram. Sharing is caring and if you want to help someone, it doesn't always involve money. But you can always like sharing, telling people about it, spreading the word is also a big part of helping other people. So, yeah. We are going to listen to Peter Mainz. It's uh, one of the Simon special that we are coming here. And I'm releasing a little bit more episodes now during the corona crisis. Uh, so I hope I don't run out of episodes. Huh? But uh, I have a lot to edit. So yeah, still you can be calm. We're going to listen to Peter Mainz when he plays Arcello Concerto, number one in C major. Mm-hmm. One of the big pieces. And we're going to listen to the third movement. It's uh, Allegro Molto. And he plays it with the Deutsche Kammerphilharmonie in Bremen with Thomas Klung. Enjoy, guys. This is so good. to master in music Jens Peter Mains
2: Yes that's true yeah,
0: Mainz. Yeah, Mainz. I did it wrong. I was <laughs> like happen. trying out because it's, I have some problems with. It's like my weakness. It's like names. I always say them wrong. <laughs>
2: well, maybe you are right, more right than I am, because actually the. Uh, I heard that the origins of the name uh, come from from Netherlands, from Dutch. So maybe they kept, they said more mains than than mines. But uh, anyway, Mainz is Mainz.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Swedish Dutch accent on that <laughs> <Somehow. laughs> on the uh, pronunciation. Well, I, I wanted to say like I really love when you play because you've been playing some concerts for us now mm. and I really love it and I was thinking like when you were playing like, oh, oh my god, he's like a Paganini on the shadow <coughs> but then like I had some more thoughts and was like, but actually I think it's better than Paganini because I'm, I mean like so much things happen since Paganini you know and he had these tricks but I mean I was like yeah I think it's better I was like yeah I decided that I think that you're better than Paganini because it's like so virtuos and it's just so sort of nice sound and everything I'm like mm, 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 you know? too many
2: compliments definitely it can never oh, be too
0: many <laughs> <laughs> it was so great I was like wow that's 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 gonna be my headline. Peter <laughs> the Paganini on the cello, or even better, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so, what makes a good cellist? What are the recipe for a good cellist?
2: I think uh, uh, there are many ingredients. There should be many ingredients. Um, but to be a little bit of of a cello nerd, uh, I think it it helps. Um, you know, uh, like you, you just mentioned Paganini of the cello. I mean, I, I definitely not a title, but um, uh, I think I, I owned. Uh, but uh, at least I have the cello of the Paganini of the cello, because uh, I have the ex-Servé, we just talked about it, and survey was called the Paganini of the cello. Uh, and I think for, for good reasons, because he, he expanded the technique uh, enormously of the cello. So a, a little bit of ch- nerdism, I think, helps, uh, especially here in Hutesheim, where you know, you, you see all the different styles and, and everyone tries to, to really give uh, give the best. And also for the instrument. I was very impressed with my colleagues, like, uh, you know, Vincent Young tries to, to uh, you know, tries and he's very successful in, in playing super X, uh, super, super difficult with Davidov, you know. Yeah. That's a little bit of nerdism. And then uh, this morning, I actually, uh, inspired by him, I, I tried a little bit of uh, practicing Davidov uh, Lego and I think, I, yeah, this is nerdism and, and I think it helps, but uh, of course in the end um, one shouldn't talk about too much about cello playing, but, but but more about music making. And music making, it takes lots of things, um, talent, practice, a lot of practice. <laughs> I mean, um, and, and and being being an artist, it's I think it's a, it's a, yeah something you can talk for for hours and, and days and weeks and lifelong. But, do you but have it's any, hard to say.
0: Do you have any good practice tips then, like?
2: Only practice tips that I learned from from others. Like when I had to practice like extremely hard, like in in before competitions because I was as a student I was kind of competition animal <laughs> I kind of liked it even so it's, a, it's a very strange. I, I, when I, had, I really had to practice like seven hours or seven to eight hours before the Muni competitions for instance I had, I had some, some tricks like reducing the hour to 50 minutes for instance and then have 10 minutes just lying around yeah. uh, and, and then of course we can be very systematical with the, you know putting the repertoire into the schedule you know? uh, of course when you go to a competition you have to go. With uh, ten, twelve, thirteen pieces, and, and you have to exactly know you know how many minutes for for which piece and I was I think pretty good at that uh, and now uh, with though I get older of course, and uh, the things uh, don't get easier so i, I and, and the time is not there and there's never enough time. so I try to learn to to, to deal with uh, lesser time Let, let's see. Let's say I have 10 minutes now, okay, I have done 10 minutes, then 10 minutes the next lesson begins. Uh, So I practice 10 minutes only, so only the difficult spots. You know, I, I start with the last scale of of sonata concerto, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then I go maybe to the double substance first movement, then that's it for 10 minutes, and then they're very productive.
0: So uh, productive and it's better than more, maybe? Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's no. definitely
2: a question of uh, quality instead of quantity. Yeah. yeah.
0: So also when you do uh, competitions, do you have any way to handle in the situation? It can be quite stressful to be in a competition and you have to travel a lot and, you know, you're not in your home space anymore. So what do you do when you're in competitions? to feel good and play good. Well, uh, fortunately,
2: I don't have to do competitions anymore, but I used to when I was a student. Uh, But one could say that, in a way, of course, this kind of cello festival playing is also a little bit like it was. Uh, I think it's good for us professors to not uh, stay in the comfort zone too much. and only criticizing, but then also, also sit on stage uh, ourselves and playing in front of a all full, full of jealous. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit like uh, competition feeling, yeah. which is good. I think it's it's uh, still healthy because it's really stressful. You yeah. know, uh, well to deal with uh, with the stress, I eat bananas. Right? Yeah, it's, it's good yeah, because yeah. they
0: have this uh, like
2: they calm you down a little bit. Yeah uh like at least two of them in different times like one uh, 2 hours before the concert then maybe another one like one hour or half an hour so it's a constant so. uh, feed of of uh, important <laughs> Yeah. materials yeah. you know to stay fit and, uh, unfortunately the other thing that helps is only practicing i think you know yeah. try to get a little bit of fresh air that's a little bit um, difficult to get here motorcycle yeah. because yeah. there's just no time <laughs> no you work very hard but i yeah i feel that that uh, some some like uh, balancing your life with uh, completely different things uh, other arts, reading, you know, this is, it sounds very simple, but it's very important.
0: But your students are very successful in competitions yes. as well, so you yeah, have to do something really good. Yeah. What do you do with them?
2: <laughs> well, the general level of, of Chinese students is so high nowadays. It's it's, it's a luxury for us, uh, and, and I feel we're just uh, blessed to have students that inspire me. Actually, that's also something, I mean, they play, I have such a great class, so They they play amazingly and then they make me work again, so even on my own plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. yeah. How do I do with them? I mean, I uh, try to, to prepare them very well. I try to um, make them play a lot before, that's a trick. I mean, to, to simulate the situation it can be very easy to do that. If you have a classroom and, and you have uh, one student and even one another listening, mm. or, or two, then the nerves are already under different conditions and, and I try to yeah. do that. Uh, I try to inspire also the whole class to play for each other, to learn from each other. Uh, and and some, now I'm lucky to have this, this level of students that also inspire themselves, you know, each other. It was very much like uh, my own time as a student in us class because Everyone was just so good, yeah. so one could really learn. And it goes actually back to a tradition that's even older. If you read about uh, uh, like Julius Klinger's teaching in, in the beginning of the 20th century, where Piotikorski was a student. Piotikorski writes in his famous book that Klinger actually used to say to his students, uh, ah, you know, if you, if you want to learn spiccato or staccato, ask Piotikorski. Or uh, if, you, uh, if you want to do with the shoulder, ask. You know, Müller <laughs> or Schmidt, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. people of, of his own class. So I have a feeling that, that Klange was maybe the first uh, great teacher uh, that, that created a certain atmosphere among the students to, to, to really raise the quality. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. it's very interesting to, to read this book of Piotr Gorski for, for many reasons. Yeah. yeah. It's a good
0: tip to read the book of oh, Piotr yes. Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: You have to I, I was actually to, to do a little moderation because I played a Piotr Gorski piece. Uh, Kosky arrangement but uh, then I decided not to but um, really this book uh, in English it's just called Cellist uh, and then in German it's called uh, Mein Cello und Ich which is it's it's super inspiring it's also it's generally a source of inspiration I think old old traditions of of playing which nowadays are so easily accessible I mean I I spend some time on on YouTube and and check out the great masters of the past I think they're not present enough somehow in the minds of, of young players, somehow, yeah. so I try to... Yeah, it's also
0: like all the history goes together, like with all the good masters, they also had the cellos and yes. they also met Beethoven, some of them, and like <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you yeah. read, uh, there is a book about the history of cello playing, yes. then you have the tree the of everyone, yeah, yeah. and how they are connected, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's very interesting when you see, ah, so Napoleon played on that Stradivarius, oh my yeah, god, Yeah, Yeah, you know? he, he
2: left his map and
0: So it's like, whoa! I didn't know that. It's super funny when you see the connection with the instruments, the composers and the the players.
1: Absolutely.
0: But you are the one who inspired for this festival in Rutterheim. Matthias told me. He said, yeah, he said that there were so many students who wanted to to, um, have masterclass with you. And so he created this festival, he said. Aha, I didn't know
2: that. I know that uh, when we started it... When Matthias started, it was a smaller group of professors mm-hmm. uh, and I was lucky to be one of them, but uh, you know, one, f- one of four, you no. uh, and there was also others. So so I, I guess the inspiration was... You
0: were part of the inspiration, I guess <laughs> Matthias told me that. Okay, so then I... <laughs> <laughs> we have to hold him to his word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's really great. Uh, and you've been here for 10 years now. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, the,
2: see the photos on the wall, guys looking different. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, it
0: goes uh, every year a little bit better. <laughs> no? That's very nice to say. <laughs> so, you always play without the scores, I see. Like, I never saw you with scores, like uh, playing solo. Do you have any good trips, uh, tips for people who want to learn fast um, the music without the scores? Oh, that's. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm the, the wrong person to ask that because I. Um, well, it happened this time because I played only. Kind of, uh, I mean, concerto anyway. Uh, in most cases, I think it's better to play for memory because of the exp- uh, appearance mm-hmm. on stage. In my recital program, I played, uh, yeah, I played a song, I played a uh, solo caprice, also, yeah, should yeah. be played for memory, I think, and also like this Piazzolla Schubert piece, which is rather solistic even though it has some German music elements in mean, it because it's original for piano with four hands. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I'm not a fetishist about uh, playing for memory. And, uh, there are changes with a photographic uh, oh, yeah. uh, brain and yeah. that they can really uh, do much better than I can do. I Well, some some tricks about it. If I have to play from memory, then, then I try to play like Without the cello, just just with the brain. No. Uh, um, like before sleeping, uh, if I, play, I have to play a difficult piece the next next day, I try to before I sleep in the bed, I try to play the whole piece. No, uh, yeah. imagine I'm being on stage, not stopping, not moving the fingers even. Uh, just so so uh, it's a mental thing. Yeah. So to train the brain. No, oh. that, that's the trick.
0: It's really cool. Yeah, I also do that because I heard it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it works. Yeah, um, because the brain can't tell what's real and not. Um, yes. I also wanted to ask you, like, do you see any common, like, what is the most common problem cellists have?
2: Yes, one. Uh, it's 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 always hard to generalize because you know each one each cellist is so different. But I, if I would have to name one, I think it's it's tightness. Yeah. And and and, 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 and st- stiffness in the wrong place and that is something that is also uh, of course visible not only uh, the hands or the arms that are directly connected to the cello it's it's with the whole body it's there's a face a lot of, a lot of things happen in the face uh, that that uh, i mean it's sometimes you no. Know, I, g- I gave them in, 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 now in the master class with very good students very well playing i gave them chewing gum you know in oh. the lesson just to do something else yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not at the same them. time, you know? yeah. distract them. It's, it's, if anything, it's, it's that. You
0: yeah. know? Okay, that's really nice to know. Then we can relax. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to relax. You
1: know?
0: uh, so what do you think about the future? What do you think will happen with the shallow in the future? <laughs>
2: well, one could actually take two very different points of view. One could say, I mean, the future it looks extremely bright because we have such an enormous amount of, of talents and, and, and so many super able players will have a gorgeous concert life and, and uh, everyone is happy. The other the other possibility would be, okay, because of that, where do they all go? Yeah. <laughs> where do they make a living with that? Yeah. As a teacher, I, I have to think of that too. But what I see is, is there's um, there's more flexibility. I mean, I, I had the times when I really always... Or let's say only thought okay, high D major orchestral accepts and and the Water concerto and then you get a job, you know. And now there's so many different styles. I mean, you have the the, the jazz uh, cellos here, which are always inspiring, also for us like classical uh, players because of so many different qualities and then and, and you know there's there's more ways uh, of playing the cello uh and, and this uh, i think future will be it will be more diverse yeah. and it also will will give more possibilities I, and i hope that still quality will be the most important parameter uh, which sometimes i see in danger. i have to say so uh, the, if i see the market i mean yeah. i i don't i have nothing against someone Looking good on stage—it's yeah, very important. But yeah. I think it's not the most. Important. Not, I mean, obviously, it's not the most. But but some people obviously still think it is, and then. With all the fantastic shows we have, uh, no one knows them. Uh, sometimes I'm a little bit, you know, critical about that. But keep it real. Yeah, keep it real and keep quality first. You
0: know? So I'm gonna make you now um, give an advice to a person in the music school, one in the conservatorium, and one who is freelancing professional. Ooh. So if we start with a music student in the music school, In the music
2: school. So that's that's a younger person, yeah, obviously. A younger person, yeah. A younger person, like like 12, 13. Yeah. yeah? Well uh my tip is uh, even if you love the cello keep the love for the cello, but be open do uh, your abitur, <laughs> okay. don't don't leave school too early yeah, yeah. no uh, keep keep um, interests for for all things I mean I played in the football team between twelve and seventeen I was a goalkeeper yeah. so I didn't stop that I mean yeah. I stopped with when uh, seventeen okay but i had I had a I had a wonderful youth because it was normal. Yeah,
0: you keep a little bit distant yes. and Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you
2: know. Yeah. Not, not, uh, can be a children nerd, but not only.
0: Yeah, <laughs> also have to have friends now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a conservatorium student?
2: <laughs> well, be a children nerd. <laughs> maybe a little bit more intense than now you were time. when you were <laughs> 15, and now it's time. But actually, it's the same advice, so if, if, you, if, you, if you stay, it's kind of too... Uh, too focused, then personality may be too one-sided. Yeah. So, so keep, keep open. Keep 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 open. Keep some some nice hobbies that, that don't have to do anything with channel. So develop the
0: personality. Yes. Also.
2: Well, it yeah. It's, it's easy to say, but that's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, and um, uh, try to keep uh, try to practice two hours before noon because then you feel already good for the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's a good tip. Yeah. Go up early. Simple one. <laughs> Yeah, and for the freelancer and the professionals out there.
2: Yeah, that that's uh, keep what uh, well keep or uh, develop diversity. I mean, that's that's what happens. That actually, would So if you happen to to to, to if you have to have a chance to to go a concert of completely different musicians like that, like, like like I enjoyed so much. I, I'm happy that I heard uh, Oscar in live, like in, in one of the greatest pianists of all times. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying jazz pianist, but pianist. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, just, just, yeah. Uh, keep um, as many influences as possible to to make you yourself more interesting musician. musician right? that, that would be the thing. Um, Any anyway, other thing for a freelancer? I have to say that I was uh, a little bit. I was a little bit also a safety guy. So I always wanted, to. I liked to be like, uh, I was in orchestra for some years um, for many reasons. Um, and I also had the somehow I felt the need to, to have safety also. But I think nowadays, I don't know, orchestra is not the only possibility. It's one possibility, but I, I really admire uh, also my, some of my own students who, are, who like found ensembles, interesting orchestras and make extremely difficult, uh, difficult and different styles of music. Mm. So I would say st- keep stylistic uh, variation, diversity. Oh, that's, yeah, so that's good that's advice. That would be my idea, yeah. I think. that play, well, when you play a program, play whatever, jazz piece and then the Bach suite next, and then you see also relationship between relations between the two, you know?
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's something.
0: So if we want to listen to you play, mm. we can uh, listen, you have a cello duo with your colleague, Wolfgang. Yes. Who is also here. Cello uh, Sh- Sh- duello. Yes. Yeah. It's really cool uh, when you play together. I
2: know it. <laughs> That's a nice thing. I yeah, keep doing that uh, for more than twenty-five years now. It's unbelievable. Of course, also in good time we played quite a lot. Not this year, but yeah, in the other years we
0: did. Yeah, and you have some CDs, so people can listen to you in. There are
2: still, yeah, I mean, no actual one, but uh, the the, ne- the newer ones are German music recordings. But I'm thinking about some projects, uh, maybe in the near future. But I have to find time for it. But if if you want to listen. Um, and uh, I think from the Chamber Music Concert I played here, the, I think the Schubert song was okay yeah. for recording, so I hope it will be out on YouTube yeah. someday.
0: And um, we can also go uh, to your concert place in Berlin, the Spectrum, you yes. play a lot there.
1: Yes,
2: that, that's um, that's this Chamber Music series in Berlin that's, I think it's not so lot. it's been there for 30 years. Yeah. It's, it's a pool of, of different uh, players that, that meet again and again, so it's 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 kind of ideal balance between a fixed ensemble, which has, this, of course, it, its advantages, but also its, it's disadvantages, uh, in, like in in, in life, I would say. And so it's the the players know each other very well for years, but they don't play uh, like 100 concerts a year. But only very few, and then that's I think a fantastic balance between uh, adventurous spontaneity and 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 uh, a routine in the good sense, you
0: know. Yeah, and we can also follow you on Facebook.
2: Yeah, well, kind of with Facebook, it gets out of fashion a little bit. I mean, I I just was just someone convinced me of going to to Instagram Ah, Instagram. (laughs) a little bit more, but I I still uh, put some things on both. Yeah. No. yeah, I, of course, one shouldn't pretend to be not in my age, but I think it's uh, for if you're still active in music life, I think it's absolutely okay to do that. And I like Instagram specifically because it has actually, the roots of Instagram are visual. You know? it's, it's, mm. a, it's a photo app. It was, was just um, for photo effects and I, I like visual. Yeah. Visuality. I mean, I like uh, making photos, even even if it's only with a smartphone. But the cameras are really astonishing now these yeah. days. So and then then to be a little bit uh, creative with the uh, with the postings, I think it's it's a good thing. You know, it combines visual and and uh, audio, so I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, cool. So thank you so much. You're very And right. uh, I hope to see you next year. Thank
2: you very much. Hope to see no, you. You can
0: <laughs> have a good lunch now. Hey, I, I
2: will. I hope. I hope. <laughs> <laughs>